0: Hey uh, everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk, uh, this is episode 29. My name is Amon and I'm an investment coach at Sage Investors. And uh, I'm kind of walking into this episode with a little bit of trepidation because it's something I really had no desire to really go, go to. Um, that's this whole concept of millennials, like it's just everywhere you go, there's just some kind of article or some kind of commentary or judgment call or something about about millennials, good and bad, and the whole business business world trying to wrap their heads around how to sell products to a certain demographic, and uh, it's just like overkill at this point. But uh, uh, So I really was like, oh God, do I really want to weigh in on this? Um, so I, at the end of the day, I decided to, okay, I'll say something about it, try to weigh in on it, because you know, there's something to be said about it. And uh, I thought I'd take a little take on it a look at the millennials uh, kind of approach into how the financial services industry really is approaching um, marketing uh, to min- millennials, various different kinds of investment products and services out there. So that's pretty much what I want to t- talk about a little bit now. So, really, to start off, let's start out with a foundation, and this is basically stuff that I think. We've heard enough about which is the whole profile. Okay, what a millennial is. What's a profile? Typical profile. And in some cases, what are the kind of the stereotypes of uh, uh, that are out there about uh, the millennial demographic generation? Well, we know lots of things. We know that they're um, very motivated to learn. They're like a very educated, well-educated uh, uh, demographic. They're very tech-savvy really well into hold the whole social media kind of experiences very relationship based technology is a critical part of the relationships at the same time they also want to contribute contribute to society make the world a better place uh, and uh, and also at the same time because of the higher level education there you know the loyalties uh, you know sometimes uh, can be you know loyalty may not be a factor in they approach their job relationships all those things these you know I'm not am I saying anything profound here probably not so what are they what I really want to talk about is what is the financial services industry doing to market to these uh, to this segment and uh, the basic there's really to me there's almost two different uh, approaches that are be taken uh, in terms of selling investment products and services to uh, to Millennials one is the the newly emerged disruptor kind of companies that you're seeing out there, the fintech kind of companies out there, which are catering or trying to appeal to that tech savviness of of millennials in that they want to uh, function in society, leverage technology to allow them to do the things they need to do to function in society. Um, And so the disruptor kind of companies out there, which are basically the companies like your robo-advisors, which are out there selling an online kind of uh, solution to managing investing money um, is pretty much in the face it is the the concept right now that it looks like you know we to experts is going to disrupt the whole financial services industry that element there is in full effect and what's that doing so what is that whole thing doing what's the arrival of fintech and all these disruptor type companies and services out there doing well it's creating ironically what they're promoting essentially is more a more detached performative investing. They're basically saying that passive investing uh, investing in a basket of ETFs and having a a computer or an algorithm manage that and rebalance it and do all these things to it is a much more effective way of uh, getting long-term value and creating more wealth uh, out of people's savings. Uh, What that does is it creates less engagement. And uh, one of the things I've learned uh, being an investment coach is that and which what I do revolves a lot about teaching people how to invest and be more uh, aware of their behaviors towards investing is that to get people to learn something to learn something to to get more experience at something you need two things you need to practice and you need to get immediate feedback and so a lot of the tools out there and services that, that are being promoted especially targeted to Millennials do a really good job of giving you the feedback because technology is such a great um, medium to give you immediate feedback on your investments your portfolios your savings your bank accounts and all that stuff but what it doesn't do very well and what these services do not do very well is they don't give you that opportunity to engage in terms of practicing learning the disciplines and principles of how to in my case in our case making better investment decisions so when you have little practice but a lot of feedback you may what that that to me serves the the seeds for really getting very little engagement I find the people that are really more successful at investing the really well people that do a really great job at investing are constantly engaged in the process and that means even if you're investing in passive vanilla oriented ETFs or investing in individual stocks like Starbucks or Apple or Uber or whatever the hell it is you're engaged in the process all the time, and what I'm finding, what I'm seeing, is that a lot of the services that are coming out that are being targeted to millennials are not uh, serving that function. They're giving them the technology, but they're not giving them the what I quote-unquote the ability to practice, to to engage in that in that process. They may be giving it at a very high level, but it may not be um, really what people need. And uh, The the flip side of that, and what could cause really concern in the long term for a lot of these financial institutions and companies and investors, is that should the time come when you know a stock market goes under a really severe correction or a crash or a real pullback, and we enter a period of economic malaise, is that given the nature of uh, you know how millennials behave, the loyalty factor is that you know what if they're not getting the performance, they're just going to compared to other maybe generations, they're just gonna up and leave, and they're gonna move, they're gonna to switch to somebody who's gonna deliver that kind of performance. And that what that impact of that is, in terms of how companies are managing portfolios, is that they're probably gonna hold more cash in their portfolios, which ultimately is gonna to lead to a bigger drag on returns, and it becomes a vicious circle. And uh, so that's, that's something I'm seeing right now that I think is uh, concerning to me, uh, in how you know millennials are being targeted and uh, sold to is that they're being sold an experience, but maybe not being sold an opportunity to practice and engage in the process, which is a critical component to to becoming more financially literate, to becoming a much more effective investor and a successful investor is being engaged in the process. So. Um, I just wanted to kind of that that's one side, so that's a disruptor side. Now the other side of that is what are the traditional financial institutions, your banks, your mutual funds, uh, what are they doing to to um, make their value proposition towards millennials? Well they're offering, again it's, it kind of builds on it in that they're offering more online platforms you know, instead of you know, banking online, trading online, buying insurance online, buying car insurance online they're they're offering a really good interface so the you know the front end again of the uh, of the service making it easier to sign up for a lot of these type of basic financial kind of products and services the the back office is, is really great but unfortunately what that's doing is it creates an environment especially when you know when we're talking about investing um, you know online trading is you know how different is, is it from like FanDuel or, or you know a casino going to a casino uh, doing online gambling and they're kind of creating the experience that um, uh, investing is almost like a game like it's like gambling Um, and what it's doing what I'm worried about is that the way it's being marketed again to millennials and basically anybody is that it's creating this sort of short term kind of process of uh, thinking short term when making investment decisions which uh, and, you know, adopting this trader mentality, this day trading mentality. And from a long-term perspective, we've known that just by doing that, commissions and all that's going to eat away most of your returns. Um, and so the traditional financial services companies are seem to be going that way and trying to create that kind of experience. And again, from my perspective, I think it's long-term, it's, I think it's not going to fly because again, if they don't see, at the end of the day, you invest to make money. And if you're not seeing the performance, you know the experiences are great and everything, but if you're not making money, um, then you're going to move. And I think this kind of generation of, of, of investors, the newer generation of investors, is a lot more motivated and more willing to just say, see ya, I got to go. And th- those people over there who seem to get it are gonna, are going are gonna to do it. Or they're going to go the other way and say, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to do it for myself. And I'm going to look for somebody who's going to help me learn how to invest. And this is where, like, what my practices does, where where I teach and I mentor. So, uh, and that and that fits in quite nicely to what you know from a millennial perspective is that they they are very motivated to learn and uh, and learn new things and educate themselves and are willing to spend the time um, to learn it. And you know. Suffice to what other stereotypes are saying? Saying millennials are lazy. They don't want to work hard. You know what? I I don't buy it. And uh, I think people at the end of the day want to do the right thing. They want to, they want to, they want to have a decent education. They want to be able to have decent jobs, and they want to be able to contribute to society, contribute to their jobs, contribute to their company, contribute to their family. And I don't think that's a generational thing. I think that's just a human thing. And uh, it's interesting because the New York Times uh, last week they posted a really. Really interesting article that kind of just slammed this whole obsession with um, this analytical concept of analytics and millennials and trying to identify, figure out you know what corporate companies are trying to figure out how to sell to to these people. And the reality is, at the end of the day, they're, millennials are no different, and Gen Xers and Boomers and we're all the same. We all want to just do the right thing. And um, you know the mechanisms we use to get there might be different, but at the end of the day our core beliefs, our core value system, our core behaviors that drive us on who we are, we're all the same. you know what? We're all human. We're, you know millennials are not some foreign alien being that just landed on this planet and is occupying us. They have the same values as, as any of us. Uh, um, you or me. So it's just interesting as uh, I said I was really hesitant to want to do this um, do this post because I uh, do this episode because it's just, you know, it's just it's such a beat down now, the whole on the whole thing. But I thought there's some nuggets as it pertains to investing. That uh, from what I'm seeing, how millennials are being targeted and uh, you know marketed to, that ultimately in the long term may not really. I think the financial institutions might find themselves with, wake up with a pretty rude awakening in terms of like how ineffective some of this stuff is going to be, uh, in, and how detrimental it'll be in terms of forging those relationships. So that's all I wanted to talk about today and uh, if you have any questions about any uh, investing topics or anything you want to talk about, can you sh- give me a shout through uh, my Twitter handle at Sage Investors. I tweet about all my uh, f- uh, basic... Uh, <laughs> Tweet all about my uh, basic observations on the market on a day. I tweet, tweet all my own personal investment decisions that I make, so you can follow me in real time, uh, or you can go through my website uh, www.sageinvestors.ca and where I blog and comment and uh, talk about uh, stuff that I do as an investment coach. Um, so that's been that's it. That's another edition of uh, Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and uh, we'll catch you again another time.